Passports are placed. Passports are placed. 365, we're making a place. We're talking again, get you to the days. We're high in the court, they're dying in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. Authentication, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. Passports are placed, they're working your faces. Scratch up the field, so type the laces. Passports are placed. What is going on, everybody? We are here again, back for another episode of Pros and Joes, where this season we're talking friends or foes, special edition. We have two national champions in the house tonight. Super excited to have them on, two pitchers of the 2021 National Mississippi. Gotta say it, State Bulldogs. Gotta gotta let them hear it. Gotta let them hear it, because the fans are still going crazy. Mississippi State Bulldog pitchers, Preston Johnson and Houston Harding. Welcome to the show, brothers. What's going on, man? What's up? Man, we're just doing our thing. As always, you are hosted by Jim I am Mike Hughes. Preston, welcome back to the show, brother. I appreciate seeing you again. Haven't seen you in a while. Really quick, I want to start off with you. The holidays, Christmas, New Year's, everything. How was everything for you? How was your experience throughout the holidays this year? Man, it's been awesome. It's been awesome being back home, you know, just being able to hunt and, uh, you know, be with family. Uh, do a little training. Uh, it's been busy though, man, with everybody, you know, being with, uh, being back home from, you know, pro ball and college and doing all that, seeing everybody and, uh, just having therapy and, you know, workouts like you probably know, uh, it's just, it's just a grind. So it's been good though. I uh, got to kill some deer and some ducks. So it's, it's been good. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Houston, how about you, brother? How was your holidays? Oh man, blessed. We had a happy new year too. Um, Got to go hunting as well. Uh, been training a lot um, down here in uh, Baton Rouge, actually. I know Jim, yeah. that's Jim's spot. I'm staying with some family down here, helping coach and giving lessons while I'm training. And um, got to go home back for the holidays and uh, got to get to spend some good time with family and my nephew who just turned one. Ooh. So um, yeah, man, it's been it's been a blessing. Been a good off season. Without a doubt, without a doubt, man. I'll tell you what, my niece just turned two. Houston, I hope you enjoy the ones because uh, Jim told oh, me that about, about a year ago. Jim told me that he goes, "Hey man, year one is cool, but years two and three, man, they're crazy." Yeah, because that that terrible two thing was some, but then it was the three, so it carried over, and it's like, "Hey man, I thought it was like a <laughs> one year thing, and then it was man, like two years." I'll tell you what, the Christmas picture in the first year was amazing. I picked her up. We had a great time. We took a beautiful picture by the tree. This year, I picked her up, and I got kicked right in the chest talking about <laughs> I want to watch Bluey and, and other stuff. I had no idea what was going on. I was shook, shook out of my mind. Oh, yeah. But um, he, getting right into he, it, <laughs> we got a serious question here for both of you fellas. Jim put it in there, and I love that Jim put it in there. So I had to tip my hat off to Jim Cross really quick. Favorite Christmas movie of all time. I got killed Ooh. for it. Got killed for it. Preston, please don't kill me. I said Gremlins. I said Gremlins is my all time. That is the oddest. That is the oddest answer I've ever heard. That's That's I don't know. I don't know why. When I think of it, I think of Gremlins. But I've never seen it in anyone's top five ever until yours. I'm a special guy. For you two, though, looking at you guys, what do you think? Would you say if maybe maybe you can't do number one all time, but top three? If you if you can't do one, could you give me a top three? Oh yeah, easy money. All right, I'm gonna go, and this is a little. This might be a little a uh, bit of a unpopular opinion, but I'm gonna go hey. Die Hard. <sighs> die Hard in the three spot. All right, I can't okay. give the top spot because it's not necessarily a Christmas movie, but that's a good one. Um, Randy, I also think here. you ha you have to you have to put some lampoons in there, a little bit of mm -hmm. Christmas vacation. I think that had I you can't ignore that. Um, and I just I I feel bad giving a number one, um, but I really like the Elf man. Elf is just so Elf is classic That's to me. That's a great movie. Will Ferrell just what doing? really gets it done for me in that movie. Preston, you be you better have my favorite movie wasn't in his three. If it's not in yours, I'm cutting this show right now. <laughs> I mean, he's already stolen two of them. So, like, you got Elf and you got The Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas. So, the only one you could probably put in there, it has to be Christmas Story. Okay. 
I did. I did actually just see. I don't know if you guys That's checked it out one, on uh, HBO Max. They just remade it. It was super dope. I just checked it out. Um, a little biased too. It was a Chicago narrative. But um, Jim, if you could pull up Randy's comment really quick, I just before I do, I just have to address since you, go ahead. since you said Chicago, Home Alone is is the best Christmas movie. Just let that be clear. That's- that man was in a suburb. I don't want to hear none of them out. No Chicago. <laughs> Randy, uh, uh, Jim, if you could pull up Randy's other comment, I have something to say, and then we're going to move on to the show, because I cannot... First of all, Randy, the gremlin was the Christmas present to the sun, if you you uncultured swine. I don't want to hear it. You didn't even watch the movie. Like, it was snowing during the movie, but whatever. Hey, hey, we're going to focus on a positive note. This is from a Vandy fan, if you want to read it, Mike. 100%. He says, let me congratulate these two young men on winning the College World Series in 2021. They more than deserved it. They were the best team. The best team. This one Vanderbilt fan. This is insane. Uh, even when Vandy beat them in Nashville, he had to throw that in there. Uh, the way they carried <laughs> themselves as a team was telling. Well-deserved championship, guys. Man, that's our guy, Chris. Does amazing work over there at the SEC podcast as well. Um, but, man, let's get right into it. Houston, I want to talk to you first, kind of just touching on, you know, everything that's transpired since. I mean, I'm looking at you talking. First of all, I was watching the episode. Breaking the news of, of Saturn with oh, the yeah. Angels on In Off the Bench podcast, I know – if there's a top five moment in Jim Cross's 2022, I mean, that was that was without a doubt a part of it. So, I mean, that was that was super <laughs> dope. I'm listening to it on Facebook. Um, what the hell is going on? But with that being said, you know, you, you've been everywhere. You've been everywhere within yeah. the last, let's say, six months or so. Um, all the way from Tri-City to Rocket City. Talk to us about the transition from Mississippi State to the minor league baseball. And what that what's that been like for you? Oh man, you know it's uh, it's been tough, uh, you know, but nobody said it was going to be easy. I think that uh, there's a big there's a big kind of open your eyes moment when you get to pro ball and you really see, wow, this is what it really is. This is what mm-hmm. it really takes to um, play this game and 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 play it for a long time. So I think that um, probably the transition period was like um, it, tried, it had to happen really fast because. As soon as we won the, um, as soon as we won the championship, I was I was in Phoenix probably like two or three three weeks later than that, and um, it was just go 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 from there. So um, I think that getting used to playing more games and every single day and only having one off day is probably the biggest thing there um, that I wasn't exactly ready for, and I thought it was going to be more of a physical toll but it's more of a mental toll than it is anything, you know, mm-hmm. between the ears, you know, staying level-headed and, and trying to stay um, even keel throughout the whole process. So I think that's probably the uh, biggest piece there. Yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And Preston, brother, there's been so much that's happened since the last time you and I talked. I've been educating myself every single day. But to get on to a point with you, the last time you were talking about going from obviously the bullpen to being a potential weekend starter. Um, and then, man, what a year. What a year. I mean, de- the whole entire pitching staff derailed with injuries and you just had this ability to go so deep into games. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? What it was like transitioning into doing everything you were doing throughout that time period? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a transition, uh, you know, kind of like Hootie probably knows, man, it's, you know, not being able to get in the routine, um, you know, never knowing when you're going to be called up to, you know, pitch and, uh, you just got to stay mentally ready, but it was nice to have that, you know, relief of, uh, you know, you know, when you're going to pitch, you know, Hey, mm-hmm. I got to, uh, this is when I got to go to work. Um, really just, just, you know, hoping and praying and trusting that you're going to have your best stuff on the, the day that comes and uh, that's your day to pitch. Uh, but really, you know, like you said, we had a rough year with, you know, injuries and, uh, just not winning. Uh, you know, and just everybody dealing with that in there in different ways, man. So it was just, you know, it was a rough year um, mentally and physically, you know, just a long dragged out. But it was, a, you know, you learned a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like Hootie said, you know, the transition to that is a lot like the, the transition to pro ball. And man, it's just it's yeah. mentally uh, taxing. And, you know, just you, you really find out who you really are. Um, Preston, let me ask you because you talk about who you are and you're an absolute dog. I, I mean, I was at obviously multiple games. 
how many games, if you know possibly off the top of your head, did you go 100-plus pitches this past season? Mm. Too many. Too many. <laughs> I, that, and that was my thing because you were willing to keep on just pushing, man, because like, like Mike was alluding to, you know, obviously with the injuries and lack of bullpen death, it was, I mean, it was you out there. You had to keep carrying. And, man, I, I applaud you for it because – like I said, I was at multiple ones, and and I saw you out there laboring. But man, you you would keep on grinding and get through it. Preston, yeah, I, I do want to ask you though, too. You said what, Houston? I said you gonna have to drag beef off the mound, man. He gonna stay out there as long as he can, without a doubt. But I, I do want to ask Preston because you know, obviously, obviously, I'm talking to a guy who has the mentality of a national champion. So you know, I I, I already kind of know what your answer is gonna be. Um, but when you step up to the plate with that challenge is that something you know you're you're positive about is that something that when they tell you hey listen we want you to transition into a full-time starter we want you to go deep in the games is that something you're kind of like i'd rather if you could you know let's say the scenario is perfect everybody's healthy would you rather have stayed in the bullpen or what was really your end goal for the season or are you just not afraid of the challenge look at them look at them jim i think hootie, <laughs> i think hootie can answer that one really good and that was yeah definitely- man come on man <laughs> You know, that's every kid's dream to be starting uh, on Friday night in the SEC. Man, I, got, I literally got chills right now. Uh, 100%. 100%. Um, you know, definitely a blessing from the Lord, you know, to get that on, uh, especially in a place like Duty Noble. So, uh, like you said, man, just starting was always the dream, always the goal um, for me and, you know, and Hootie. So uh, we both both accomplished that, man, and that was uh, – meant a lot to I know me and I know him um, mm-hmm. and just being able to go out there and prove yourself and hey you know we're Juco boys we love a good challenge and and, and that's what I was fixing oh, to yeah. say the way you two mirror each other the fact that y'all both are Mississippi Juco boys the fact that both y'all were at the bull, in the bullpen at one point and became weekend starters it's it's kind of wild the way y'all mirrored each other's uh seasons yes Without a doubt, it's a, you know, in Chicago, it's a very, it's a very that type of mentality. You know, everybody's trying to do the best they can to get to the game. And, you know, a a lot of people try it. A lot of people try, but for you two to be able to do it and not only that, but end up doing what you were able to do, getting drafted. um, I mean, it's, it's so incredible, man. And it's great to see, you know, out of, out of the two to do it, Jim, I I think I have to say like these two are some of the most deserving cats to do it. I mean, the nicest dudes. (laughs) The, the pressure's on these dudes because they had to come behind Will Bednar, who has ice water in his veins. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. But, Preston, I, I do want to talk to you about it. You know, we kind of mentioned it on and off the bench not too long ago, um, but obviously drafted in the seventh round by the Baltimore Orioles. You know, we never really talked about what that was like for you. So where were you in that experience? Who were you with? And how did you find out? Uh, So I was with my family, uh, you know, just at the house. Um, Not really – a big thing just my parents you know my sister uh and i think i had a buddy over here that um i think the only reason he was over here is help he was helping us work cows that day and uh we got <laughs> we got just in time to walk in you know like uh to watch the drive. um because i was um hoping and you know talking to some guys and um hoping to go in that third or fourth round and that's what you know i was kind of expecting um and right. Unfortunately, didn't get a call until I guess the fifth round, uh, which I turned down. Um, and I was kicking my, myself uh, the whole time because I was. Is like, it because it was the Cubs and you didn't want to go there? Wow, that is because <laughs> it was the Cubs. That's, Say hey, breaking news. Too cold in Chicago, man. <laughs> no, nah, it was. Uh, and not a cow for miles. It ended up being, crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It ended up being a blessing. Um, got drafted by the Orioles, and mm-hmm. dude, I love, I love the guys, uh, the coaches. Um, I got some coaches and uh, actually some teammates that you know hold me accountable in my my walk with the Lord, and uh, I couldn't be happier, man. It was it was where the Lord knew I needed to be. So, Preston, I am going to ask you though, um, because now Jim is going to make me lose every ounce of sleep that I know I need tonight. If you don't mind, and if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. But what was that team, Preston? Was it truly the Chicago Cubs? Because if it was, I'm not going to be able to sleep this week. It wasn't the Cubs. It was. Uh, it was actually the Astros. Oh, beautiful. beautiful. He didn't. He didn't want to play with Drew Gilbert. hundred nah, percent. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I'm still uh, mad. Home run. You know. I mean, he 
he definitely took a win away from me, man. I was like, golly. Right. But for you, Preston, is that is that more of a strategic thing for you where you kind of look at the situation of the Astros right now and, you know, their World Series set? Everything is the foundation is set right now for it's very hard for a guy to get kind of on that complete roster. Uh, so is that kind of what goes into turning down a deal like that? Uh, just more opportunities? Opportunity and just, you know, like everybody knows, I mean, it's financially decision wise and it's right. just, uh, and he's I a good Christian man, man and he doesn't believe in cheating like you. Yeah. Said. Yeah. Cheating's insane. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, my, my man doesn't do that. Understand. 100%. I heard uh, I heard they gave uh, Drew Gilbert his first pair of gloves, and it was just like on Home Alone 2, the sticky bandits. He was just out there going crazy. Drew, hey, on, I can't wait to – you know Drew's coming on here soon. I, right? I know. I know. And, you know what? I'm going to tell I'm him everything you it. said. Yeah. I hope he does. You know what? And I, you know what's going to be the craziest part, Jim? He's going to go like this. And he's going to go like this. When he comes down, he's going to show me his <laughs> sticky fingers. But, hey, I do got a question because Mike's going to talk to you all more about the minor league stuff. But I do have a question because you were talking about teammates pressing and, and the Tennessee thing made me think about it. Um, did you get a chance to throw any with Connor Pavoloni, um, you know, mm. before getting injured? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I don't even think I ever met him, uh, actually. Oh, man. You talk about, you know, iron sharpens iron and talk about a, a, a good Christian – a uh, respectable dude. I hope that y'all do get to uh, oh spend God. some time Jim, together and cross paths. Jim, could you imagine going to dinner with those two? Who's paying the bill? Man, <laughs> probably me because they're such nice dudes. I couldn't let them. Honestly, pay honestly, you ever seen that video in the office where they're all pointing finger guns at each other and they're going crazy? That's literally what those two would be doing. But you know what? It's a perfect segue because the nice stuff's going out the window. This show's mm -hmm. called Friends or Foes for a reason. We're going to get into a little foe action. We're gonna see. We're gonna see if y'all can match the energy of uh, Hatcher and Cameron James because uh, them two oh. didn't hold anything back. Now the good news is, I will tell you boys, they attacked a certain pitcher, and mm -hmm. it wasn't you. It was Landon Sims. So the good news is y'all <laughs> off the hook on that. They they had a they had a field day with Landon, but you know I'm gonna ask y'all some questions. I hope that y'all will be brutally honest. If not, you'll be boring like the LSU guys were. I hope they don't hear that because those are my guys. But anyway. All right, so I'm gonna start. We'll we'll start with you, Houston, on every question. All right, if you could pick any former teammate to strike out in the show, so not in the minors, you make it all the way to the show on the big league stage. You can pick any former teammate to strike out first. Who is it? Oh, that's a good one. Um, golly, that's so tough, man. I'm glad um, you're going. <laughs> Any former teammate? Oh my gosh! Just say Tanner Allen. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I don't. I, you know, I, it, it, ain't even, it ain't even like that. Probably, honestly, honestly, probably Rowdy because he likes to talk the most. He likes to talk the most trash out of anybody. All right, Preston. Probably who rowdy. we got? You got a second to think about it. He says, "Stop like Jordan." Who you got? I'm gonna have to go. I mean, I'm gonna have to go first from now on. I can keep stealing my answers because I was gonna say Rowdy. <laughs> All right, so if Rowdy's off the table, who who's who's next up? Dang it. Uh, does it have to be a state, or is it? It's got to yeah, be. A state. It's got to be somebody you played with at state at any, at any point. Dang it. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Dang, he really wanted Rowdy Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> Rowdy, he's just gonna smile at you, back, and then <laughs> it'll just be a good laugh. But uh, uh. For pride reasons, I'd probably have to say Luke Hancock. There you go. Hey, and, and hey, you know how little he strikes out too. So I mean, now you're like that, Mike. I don't know yeah, if you that's know a good this, that champion. That, yeah, Mike. I don't know if you know this, but that championship season, Luke Hancock, and, and he played in almost every game. He only struck out 13 times. Mike, I don't think I got to tell you how ridiculous that is. It's insane. I mean, I strike out 13 times. If I could strike out 13 games a game, I could do it. Like, I promise you, if you need <laughs> if you need a K, I'm your guy. Like, that's, All that's right. So, I'm going to flip it. Each question, I'll I'll give somebody else the other chance to go first since I, I don't want answers to be stolen all the time. So, I'm going to come to you, Preston. If you can pick outside, outside of you two guys, Preston, if you could pick the first teammate of yours – of all your teammates that play at Mississippi State to be the first one to make it to the show, who are you putting your money on? Uh, does that have to be a pitcher? 
Mm-mm. Could be anybody. Hmm. My money's on a pitcher, though. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go with a hitter on this. One. I gotta say, T.A. That's a good one. I think he's gonna get a shot, man. I really, I really do. I mean, he's. I mean, national player of the year. How he handles the bat. I mean, that's second to none. So I mean, I, I gotta go with T.A. I mean, I, I'm 38, almost 39 years old, and I cut my Damn. hair. And Jim, I, you are not 38. I'm sorry. And I cut my hair. Randy, <laughs> Randy and Daniel will vouch for this. I cut my hair like T.A. just for fun, and he's a college kid. And, 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 <laughs> State. and I was like, I just want to rock the T.A. And then I showed him, and he was like, my guy. And I was like, I felt cool in the moment because T.A. acknowledged it. And then I realized I cut my hair like a, a 21-year-old dude, and I was like – you know what it is, though? I think that's why I'm so shocked that you're 38 because Jim's still – I mean, Jim has not missed a beat. Jim is still with it. Jim can recite every single line to a little baby song right now if I asked him to. Like, my guy my guy's cutting his hair. He's still at the gym better – he's at the gym better than I am. Like, I, so, I got to give you your flowers real quick, man. So, I got to address this question, Chris. Neither of them played with Jake Mangum because that is the beauty of these two guys' story. They are JUCO transfers mm-hmm. into Mississippi State. So, they did not do their four years there. That's that's what's amazing about their story. Uh, for them to move up the ranks the way they did coming from where they did just really uh, attributes to their hard work. Um, so, to my favorite question now. Oh, and by the way, my money would be on Landon Sims. And uh, I, I'm, go- I'm going Landon makes it all day. Unbelievable. I might be – it might be a fanboy thing. It might be because we're boys. I don't know what it is. Um, let me ask you guys a question, though, actually. what I'm surprised neither of y'all said, you know, because you, br- you brought up the answer you did. I actually thought one of y'all might say Logan Tanner, especially because that was y'all's catcher. I can yeah. I was, I was between T.A. I, and Beth. That's what you – uh, I honestly, I'm going Jordan Westberg right there. I think he will be the first one to, to big league it. Um, I got to play with him in 2020, and he's the hardest. He's without a doubt the hardest worker I've ever seen. And I mean, he shows up before everyone and leaves after everyone um, almost every single day. And so um, he's a guy that I look to. Um, to make it to the show very, very soon. Like probably within next year or the year after that. No doubt. And one of the beauties of asking these questions, though, you know, we, we tease and mess. They're all solid answers because all you guys, you made it there for a reason. You got drafted, you got signed, whatever the case may be. Um, and, you know, obviously we've seen what you did on the field at, at Mississippi State. So there, there is no wrong answers. But this next one is my favorite one. All right. So starting with you this time, Houston. Who hits better bombs? And for and for you, you have a little bit of a different option because Preston played with a couple bombers after you this past mm-hmm. season. But you know, for you, from the guys you play with, who hit the best bombs? Who did you admire when the ball left the park the most? Um, that's really good because they all they all they all could really really do it. Um, I just think that. For that year, and they – oh, man, that's so tough because it's 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 between – in my head, it's between T.A. and uh, L.T. Like, Logan Tanner had some crazy home runs that year. His opposite so tacos are unreal. The, the amount of opposite field shots that Logan hits yeah. is unreal. I just I, – I, it's so – it's funny and it's beautiful to me watching Logan Tanner pimp a home run. I laugh, <laughs> but I'm in awe at the same time. You know, it's one of those deals when T.A. swings, it's just, I mean, it's such a pure stroke and, and, and he, you know, he hits the ball so hard. But Logan Tanner, he just, he's such a, he's such a clown. He just makes me laugh, but he's also so freaking good at baseball. That, yeah, yeah. A funny, just, note because, a funny note because you bring up the bat flip. So, you know, obviously y'all know I spent a lot of time with Greg James and he's so annoyed with the Tennessee guys and the way they act. And, you know, he teaches Cameron to act a certain way and that's why you haven't seen Cameron. But lo- he loves Logan to death. And so, you know, he was mm-hmm. talking about the Tennessee guys and the bat flips. Well, our video guy, Logan, is one of the six or seven guests that we've actually had our video guy make a video of. And in that video, he bat flips like four or five times. And a couple <laughs> of them, he launches it. And it was like, Greg, let, let's not be biased here. Lotan's Lo throwing that bat up, too. So let's <laughs> not get it twisted. But for you, Preston, there's a couple guys that get added into the mix that Houston didn't play with. There's the Jaeger bomb. And then there's Hunter Himes who hits absolute scuds. So for you, who is it? 
You already know. I mean, I got to go with Hunter. I mean, that's – you give it – you give him five years, I, I, I bet. Five years, he'll probably be in the league. So, so let me ask you this question, Preston, because he was actually a recent in-off-the-bench guest, and he said his mark – man, I've actually never met somebody who sets goals as high as him as any – any guess we've ever had, Preston, I kid you not. He was upset, Mike, and this will be the first time you've heard this. He came on, and in high school, he batted 487. And I said, so I assume you met your expectations. He said, no, 500 was what I was aiming for. 100%. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> somebody was upset with hitting 487. And so, anyway, he says it's 25-plus bombs or busts this year. So, with that, is he is he meeting that expectation, Preston? Is he hitting 25 or more? Mm, that, that's a lot, man. That's I, a I'm, lot, man. That's a lot. For I'm he's gonna be like. Well, think about it. He had what 18 last year in his right. freshman campaign. It's unreal. Like it is unreal how that ball comes off of his bat as a 18 year old or 19, however old he was, man. Right. Like it was unreal watching him hit the baseball. And, Preston, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna put it in terms like this. You're on FanDuel right now. You got to pick the over under twenty five. Are you are you safely betting a hundred dollars on the over, or, or are you are you what? what? What are we doing here? All right, tell me this: Is he going to miss a game? No, no, definitely over twenty five. All right, that's that's, that's he, all I needed. He'll hit over. Uh, I don't even know what the average is, but he's going to hit over twenty five. The the Tennessee boys felt confident in betting on Blake Burke because, ironically, Blake Burke came on the show and said the exact same number. I guess that's the target number for these bombers is twenty five. So mm-hmm. oh, I think so it I, has to be. Though. And, and then to, Tommy White told me he was hitting thirty on his episode, so he he's he's really putting it up there. Preston, <laughs> hey, clip that right now. Clip that reaction right now. Preston is now a meme. Uh, <laughs> so a lot. Yeah, well, and he and he's good. Hey, I told my man Tommy, hey, because as an LSU fan, I obviously want that. But I said we're gonna you in the SEC this year. This this is a whole whole different ball game. But mm-hmm. you know, so let's talk about current Mississippi State. Obviously, we'll start with you on this one, Houston. Pitcher, you think has the biggest season for Mississippi State this year? Sure. Uh, you know, probably. Um... Mm. I want to go. Uh, I'm going to go Parker Stinnett. Ooh, I like it. Parker Stinnett or Casey Hunt, one of those two. Solid answers, Preston. And that, and that Texas kid that transferred in is going to be good too. Yeah, I, I'm a. I, I can't pronounce his name off the top of my head. I always have to look at Rita. I'm. I'm interested to watch the kid who can throw with both arms. I, I need to see it Ooh, in yeah. person ASAP. You never met me before, man. No, you ain't you ain't slinging you ain't slinging on, it like this bro. cat. Bubba. Hey, I'll give you a good forty on the right side. I can't lie to you, man. Come on, Peyton Corners over here. Just don't oh. hit it; it'll go out. Just don't hit it. So, so for you, Preston, who is it? Especially because you know you just left a lot of these guys. I, I, I'm actually thinking a specific answer is probably coming from you that wasn't either of those. Yeah, you you know who it is, which is hard because you like, man, you got some good guys, like you said, uh, Casey and Parker and. A bunch of transfers. You know, you got the kid from Northeast at those freaking upper 90s, maybe. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with my boy Cade on this one. Uh, yeah. You know, him and – I was in between him and Parker, to be honest with you. Just a solid I mean, answer. I mean, you know what you're getting out of Cade every time. You know, he's Cade, super consistent. He's going to throw strikes. He's going to compete, man. And it's, it's good stuff. It's it, really – one of those things that gets lost, you know, we talk about y'all when y'all were in Omaha with Cade. You know, remember, Cade was hurt for more than half of that first season. And he, you know, he comes in and starts pitching towards the end of the season. But most people don't know. And obviously, I was there for the whole run of Omaha. Even the night where he pitched against Texas at 1.15 a.m., if y'all remember, um, Cade came in and pitched. And that yeah. was the only reason I, I stayed out there. I was like, I was so tired. My son was asleep in my arms. I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to stay through this whole rain delay. And then they, uh, Cade's mom said, Cade's still going to pitch when they come back out. I was like, all right, I got to watch Cade. But, you know, low key, I think he had four scoreless innings he pitched throughout um, in four different games in Omaha. And so that's when I knew, you know, I watched him in high school, obviously at DC, just right down the street where my daughter goes. But I, I watched him, you know, his, in Omaha, just getting that short work. And then he comes in, obviously, last year to be in a uh, Sunday starter. 
I knew I knew Kate had the stuff and he has the confidence. So I look for a big season for him for sure. Um, as, as far as hitter, um, pressing, um, it, you know, it may be Hunter Hines because you just said it is. Who, who's the hitter you expect the most from? Uh, it's in between him and the Ledbetter kid. I've heard a lot of good things about him. Um, but I'm definitely going to have to go with Hunter. I mean, Hunter's – Hunter's top three hitters I've ever seen in my life. So, I mean, I, I got to go with the youngin. So, he's he's gonna. I think he's going to have a, a breakout year right now, and he's going to open some eyes that, if not are already open, are going to be wide open now. So, Hootie, give me a, give me a different answer. You've been paying attention. You're looking up the roster right now, aren't you? I see. No, nah, no, nah, I'm going with Hammer, you. man. I'm going with Hammer. Come on. Yeah, he need We're he needs back. a he's been he good. needs a bounce he's back season. Campus. Yeah, when we when we talked to him recently, he's looking forward to a bounce back season. Um, last year, um, you know, just uncharacteristic of him. So yeah. I, I think that is absolutely a solid answer. I don't expect a back uh, back to back seasons where he struggles at the plate. Um, this is this is going to be a fun one. This is where we get to a real faux question. Oh, Who do I want to ask it to first? You know what? I'm coming to you, Preston. Come on. Who's got a better Who's got a better nickname? You. Or Houston, what's better, beef or hootie? Oh, 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 oh. Got to be beef. It's got to be beef. I don't know, man. I'm a I'm a hootie guy myself. I'm not gonna lie to you, Houston. I mean, I know you're gonna stand up for your own name, right? No, you know, I mean, I, I love hootie. I, I've just been called hootie my whole life, so I, I'm super used to it. But when Preston got on campus, and you know, everybody tries to find a name for somebody, so you know, I was already hootie before I got to Mississippi State. I think that. Preston really came into beef when he got to Mississippi State. So, I, you know, I'm about to give that one to beef. Sure. You know what it is? You know what it is I mean, for me, though, Hootie? I think when you look at it, it's like beef is intimidating. Like, if I saw a hey, old beef's coming, it's kind of like Debo. When you look at the Friday movie, yeah, you're like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's Debo. Hootie, it's like, oh, that's Hootie. It's all love. But when I yeah. hear beef, I'm like, there's the best pitcher in the nation right there. Don't talk to him. Don't sit next to him. That's beef. Well, the the funny that. part about the intimidation with Preston is, so we talk about, you know, he's a man of faith. So you see him with his hat every game. He does the same ritual. He's sitting there praying. But then he turns around and stares you down. And it's like, it's like, oh my it's like he, I mean, they always talk about flipping a switch on the mound. If there's anybody I've really seen flip a switch, it's Preston because he he goes from just that nice guy with that that nice soft look, and then turns around and stares you down in the eye. You're eyes. going against beef Absolutely. and God. I don't want to mess with you. That is terrible. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, man. He's you know we used to we used to room together. We roomed together on the road and at in Omaha for two and a half weeks, man. Whenever we would be in the room, you know he's teddy bear, nicest guy <laughs> you ever talked to. And then when he gets on the mound, it's just like a completely different guy. 100%. Yeah. I never get Hootie to come uh, cuddle with me, though. So, I, I... <laughs> so, but, so hey, Preston, we, Preston, what I'm hearing is Beef and Hootie were trying to get booty. That's what I'm hearing. That's, that's what's going on. Uh, uh, no. Try to get him to make just one big one, but he wasn't for it. wasn't in the cards, man. It just hey, wasn't in the hey, cards. Hey, but look hey, at how much of a nice guy he is. Didn't force anything on him. Just a great guy. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Beef used to sleep in his birthday suit in the, on oh. the road. So if you think we getting in the same bed together, you're crazy. <laughs> that, that is the only way to sleep. I mean, <laughs> hey, my uh, man, my he would drop him and hop in the bed. <laughs> man, hey, they 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 gave us what we asked for, Mike. Content that nobody knows about. Where are we getting it? And and hey, whether they wanted to know about it, I don't know, but they got it. Is all yeah, I'm know. sorry if y'all didn't if y'all didn't need to hear that. I'm sorry. That's TMI. <laughs> Apologize, but that's that's it. All right, well, Hootie, coming to you. The answer to this question is easy, but I gotta ask it because it's fun. Who right. wins the series between 2021 Mississippi State or 2022 Ole Miss? Oh. I'm gonna go 2021 Mississippi State every single time. But here's the thing. Yeah, okay. You knew I was coming. I was gonna say, obviously, you're gonna say yourself, but I was gonna need a why. Here we go. Okay, here's why. All right. 2022 Mississippi State didn't make the SEC tournament. Mm -hmm. All right. And they won the series against 2022 Ole Miss. 
All right, 2021 Mississippi State also won the series against 2021 Ole Miss. So, I, you know, I, I just got to ride with my boys on that. You know, shout out all to right. all my boys on that team that won. I love you to death, but I think we're I think we're snaking that dub. All right, before you answer, Preston, I got a question from Chris. It says, uh, for you, Hootie, even as a pitcher, who would you rather stare you down, Beef or Kumar? Who would I rather stare me down? Yeah. Hmm. Probably beef. I mean. Yeah. Butt naked too, right? I think it's butt naked too. (laughs) (laughs) Booty butt naked. I think it's probably because I know beef. I don't really know Kumar like that, but I'd probably have to go beef, yeah. Mike, we have multiple different shows we do together. This is not off the rails. This is friends or foes. Hey, man, I wasn't the one that took it there. It was all hootie. I don't want any blame for this one. (laughs) All right, so Preston, obviously I know Mississippi State's got to be the answer. You tell me why. And honestly, if you ask me during regular season or, like, playoffs, it'd be a toss-up in the season, but, like, there was nobody stopping us during the postseason that 2021 year. I mean, it was it was just in the cards. I mean, the Lord the literally had it. While we ever played, yeah. I mean, the Lord had it written that we were going to win, and it didn't matter who was who was there with us. I mean, it was just it was kind of you know like our year. So yeah, and and what solidifies that is uh, we had uh, Connor Pavoloni, um, Chad Dallas, and Liam Spence right on right after y'all had won, and obviously if you remember they were in Omaha. And uh, they had said, you know, that they thought y'all were the team to beat. And as soon as they elim- they were eliminated, they knew that y'all, y'all were going to do it. So that's coming from your peers. That's coming from somebody else in the SEC. Um, they just said y'all seemed like an unstoppable force, just like y'all said y'all felt. Just like we talked to the talk to you guys, talk to other guys. Even after y'all dropped that game to Texas, you know, we asked everybody what it what it was like, what was the message from coach, and there was not a single person in that. Uh, dugout that didn't think that y'all were just going to come back out and take care of business the next day. Y'all, y'all weren't even stressing. Oh no, we were. I was. Well, you <laughs> might have been. The rest of them have been talking with confidence, so you're keeping it real, I guess. Uh, so final one, and then I'm gonna let Mike talk some my interleague stuff with y'all. Taking Mississippi State off the table for 2023. Who are you picking to win the College World Series, Preston? Oh, I got to go first on this one. Oh, let me see. That's tough. Uh, I'm going to go with an outland. Uh, not really an outlander, but somebody you wouldn't expect me to say. I'm, I'm going to go with LSU on this one. <laughs> That's the yeah, right answer. I was going to say that. I know, but I, I'm a, I'm a diehard all the way through. I bleed maroon, but there's a little bit in my heart that's purple and gold. I know, but like, I was either wanting to go to state or LSU, and uh, state would be the hundred percent chance, you know, every day. But uh, I'm gonna go with LSU. I mean, they got they got a good team. They got some good uh, good recruits coming in. And, ju- and just like that, Mike, I don't know who Cameron James or Landon Sims or Logan Tanner are anymore. Man, Preston's my <laughs> Preston's my dude. And, and just to be just to be clear, if you want to say that same answer, Hootie. Um, both Tennessee guys said it last night. So everybody can just keep saying LSU. I can hear it all day. It'll never get old. Yeah, I was I was gonna say LSU. Um, just because that's where uh that's where I've been this offseason. I've got a chance to see some of their guys and some of their team um work out perform and they have some they have some they have some studs on their team this year. They're gonna be good, really, and one really of, good. And one of the things that nobody talks about, everybody just focuses on that lineup. And so since I'm talking to two pitchers, um I went down there, I've watched uh four different weekends during the fall and everybody's just talking about that lineup. And when you talk about Skeens and Ty Floyd and um, mm-hmm. Thatcher Hurd and all those, I mean, they got a plethora. But just right off the top, uh, and then I and then I will let Mike talk to y'all. Man, Paul Skeens is. It, oh, I, I've nasty. never look. I watch him, guys. He went so his first pitch was ninety five, second pitch 96, 97. You get the get the story. He got up to one hundred one, and I I was I was like looking at the people around me. I was like, is he going to go to like 110? Is this going to stop? And then, but then it happens, right? So he throws seven straight fastballs in which he's already struck out the first two batters. 
and then he hits the dude with the 78 mile an hour off speed and the guy swung so early and his knee hit the dirt and i was like when you got that when you're when your fastball's dialed in like that and then you hit him with the off speed i mean you're there at your mercy at that point well, hey, yeah. that, and that's i mean that's at the highest level too you see guys in the big leagues that do that so mm-hmm. i think doing that in college too is even crazier you know yeah and that's what i mean that's what and Hootie has success. I mean, because it's put wherever he wanted. And then, like, his changeup was just like, I mean, every nobody ever stayed back on their back foot for your changeup. So, I mean, it was. <laughs> Without a doubt. But, you know, we're, we're, on, we're on the track. So, Jim, Jim loving and gawking over LSU for the first time in my, <laughs> in my time being on the show with them is actually very relevant to the conversation because they have some studs in that rotation. And Hootie, I do want to start with you talking about the minors. I mean, just to yeah. name a few, first, first and foremost, we got to talk about Hootie. I mean, stud, absolute stud, <laughs> absolute juggernaut of a man. Um, another one though, Ben Joyce being one of them, Madden, Bush and others. I mean, right now, the Los Angeles Angels obviously are going through a very rough time period. You know, you have two of the greatest players in the league, arguably, and still not making the postseason. But can you kind of talk about, you know, the future of the rotation and, and kind of what that's been like for you watching these guys throughout the minors um, in your short time? Kind of talking about that and really just diving deep into what you've seen so far throughout the organization. Yeah. So when I got there, they were stressing we need pitchers, we need pitchers, we need pitchers. Obviously, they drafted all pitchers. And so they have some serious studs right now in between, whether it's double A, triple A, or e- and even in high A, too. There's a lot of great baseball players on, on every roster. But like you like you were talking about with um, Ben Joyce, I mean, obviously the kid throws, you know, 100-mile-an-hour darts and breaking off sliders at 94, something crazy like that. He's He's one of those guys that – is just a, a freak of nature. But you also have guys like Landon Marceau who went mm-hmm. to LSU, LSU that are uh, – he's, he's just a, a master craftsman at what he does. He throws like six pitches, and they all go a different way. Um, and he's like – you know, he's like 92, 93, but he, he dots it up and he knows exactly where it's going. So it's everybody from a sinker baller to like somebody like Joyce who's a high rider um, and, you know, up and down, whether it's – righty lefty we got his kid eric torres who led the league led i think all of double a and saves um he's like 93 94 from like right here just with some crazy breaking stuff i mean there's so many guys that have a future in this game and especially a kid who got drafted the same year that i went he debuted last chase Silkset. right he's up to 98 with four different pitches and i mean he's just electric he has over 30-something big league innings and just an absolute stud. Um, but I, I think that where we're at right now is it's going to be cool to see where we're at in the future, looking mm-hmm. at where we are right now because of all the great arms that we have. And, I, and, I'll, say, and I'll say this, you know, come, Mike, we got we to address coming off last night's episode. We had Evan Russell on, Houston, and mm-hmm. he talked about the reason why he decided to retire was actually – looking at the catchers that you guys had coming in, the talent that was already there and what was coming in, mm-hmm. he said he did not see a place for him. He said there was too many talented guys. And so not even just talking about the arms, but, I mean, he sat there and talked about the guys at the catcher position. He said, I- I'm 24 years old, and they got 17, 18-year-olds coming in there that are better than me. And he's like, so I know yeah. that my time is up. And so he went ahead and decided it was time to roll out. And that's, Absolutely. you know, Hootie, you kind of, you might have missed that one. That's when I generously offered him to have a role on the Chicago Cubs because Jim <laughs> is a criminal and stole Wilson Contreras from him. I don't but, work for the Cardinals. I'm I, you're, still, you're still a part of it. You're still a You know what's crazy? He's the guy in the car who drives off. He's the getaway driver. Hey, I didn't go into the bank, but I definitely was a part of it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I still <laughs> feel some type of way. I do not care. Like, I'm upset. Uh, the, um, the only reason I can be considered dirty, Mike, is because what we were actually talking about, like this hat, me showing up to different ballparks with different apparel, uh, rooting for different teams because I know the players. As a matter of fact, Preston Houston, this hat has an epic story, and there's a funny picture. It, it's me, Elko, Leatherwood, the boys, right after this past season, Preston, when y'all beat them in, in uh, Swayze. I happened to be walking down the street, and you know they had all been on the show. 
and I'm wearing the Mississippi State hat, and I did not want them to know that I was inside Swayze rooting against them. So I literally tossed the hat in the bushes, and so there's a, a picture <laughs> of us. You, there's a picture of us, and you can see my hair is completely a mess. And the reason is is because I actually had a hat on, and as soon as I saw them, I flung that thing in the bushes. Uh, I love it. But I owned, awesome. it. I owned it. To the, I owned it to them because they actually came on here for their Friends or Foes episode. I went ahead and told them the truth about that night. I had to go retrieve it back after after the picture was taken. I was there actively rooting for Mississippi State. Is what without it is. a doubt. I mean, at least you owned it. At least you owned it. But Hootie, um, I do want to ask you a spring training type question in any scenario. Um, and I think I already know the answer. Uh, obviously, there's so many great guys you could look at: the Anthony Rendon's of the world, uh, the Mike Trout's of the world. But um, if you could pick anybody's brain throughout the organization right now during spring training, who is it, and why is it Shohei Otani? yeah i mean i I definitely definitely uh definitely would love to pick shohei's brain i would also love to pick uh pick um our big league pitching coach's brain Mm -hmm. um i've gotten to introduce myself to him just like for like half a second but i'd love to really sit down and and talk to him about pitching and sequencing and just you know some of his ideas on some things um think that would be really really cool but yeah Shohei if I if I could speak Japanese man I would be talking to him like <laughs> no uh, like like every single day like how do you do it man how do you find the time to be so masterful at, at both hitting and pitching you know he's just one of those guys that's a generational talent you know right so, but when you definitely guy. Shohei so go ahead <laughs> No, nah, my bad. I was just going to say, you know, Matt Weiss, you know, does not get the credit that he does deserve. And I think that's a very interesting conversation when you kind of look at the affiliates yeah. from single A, double A, triple A, even rookie ball. Um, a lot of yeah. people don't even understand, you know, it's 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 kind of like a blueprint. You know, every every head mm-hmm. coach gives out the blueprint to the coordinators and everybody else. Yeah. And they're like, listen, I don't care what age this is, what ranking this is, rookie ball travel ball fall ball whatever it may be you guys are going to follow this blueprint um so you know i'm sure you're definitely going to get those experiences as they continue um but one last question for you before we go to preston because preston we got a lot to talk about um but i I think you know one of the biggest things right now hootie for you is is the opportunities and and like you said there are a bunch of dogs in this organization right now um evan russell even retiring you know i mean one, one of the best to do it in knoxville the mayor of knoxville um, you know, even has these conversations about 16 year old millionaires who who can knock it 450 deep every other at bat um, for you right now. How confident of you are actually getting that shot very soon? You kind of did allude to it a little bit earlier, saying, you know, a guy who yeah. got drafted the same year as you just made the bigs. Um, yeah. But, you know, and, and I'll never ask you to talk down on your team. Don't worry. Ask, ask, ask Trey <laughs> I'll do it for you. When we talked about the Nationals, I got it. You can ask Preston as well. I Don't even worry about it. When you look at the Angels, you know, and everybody's in the league. If you make the league, you are a talent. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Um, but right now, I, I think it's open season for a pitching opportunity in an Angels actual rotation or even in the bullpen. Yeah. Um, how excited are, for, are you to really get into 2023? Oh, man, I'm chomping at the bit. I can't wait to get back. Um, I, I think think there's you know opportunities everywhere i just i think that it's it's a it's about seizing the time that we have now in the off season to help create those opportunities you know i don't it's not like they're just handing them out to everybody so i think that putting in the work and the time and the effort um now will help me be able to create those opportunities when i get into the season so mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, bulking up, bulking down, fluctuating your weight. A lot of guys have to do a lot of different things. Hey, yep. champ, champ, talk to me, <laughs> talk to me about the transition of Hootie. Talk to me about the man. Uh, that, picture, that picture that I first saw of you in the Angels uniform, I did not even think that was you, bro. Talk to us I about know. that transition. What really goes into that? Yeah, it's, 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 it was a lot, you know, I, when I, when we were in Omaha, I think I was, I was probably pushing 250, 255. Um, and then I got I got to uh, Arizona, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna need you to get back down a little bit." So that off season, I really went hard for as far as like losing weight, and now I'm like probably I'm probably like two thirty five ish, two thirty five ish, right around that area. It, it goes up and down between two thirty and two thirty five. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I feel I feel better. I feel uh, faster down the mound. I think that um, that was probably the the ultimate goal was just to you know get some of that 
that love muffin out of the way so I could get moving a little bit faster. Well, there's but. something there's something to be said about that because I messaged you about it, Houston, to, to keep it Mississippi State. Mike, you're not maybe familiar with him, but Keegan James, who's in the Rockies organization, who pitched for Mississippi State a couple years before these guys, he lost 25 pounds and it completely changed his game. You know, he sat there and talked about it uh, when he came on. And, and, and so it's amazing for me as a guy who didn't play baseball and didn't pitch. So I don't really understand it, but just being able to talk about how, you know, it changes everything that you're doing in your motion and your agilities and everything. And, and so it's a, yeah. it's a cool thing when you talk about that transition. Without a doubt. Absolutely. And, you know, Preston for you, man, I mean, the last time you and I talked, it was, it was a nice roster. I'll say it was a nice roster. We talked a little bit about Adley. We talked about Cedric and a bunch of other guys. Um, looking at the draft this year, I mean, the Orioles just hit it. The Orioles hit it every way they could. I love that you look at Gunnar Henderson, Grayson Rodriguez, Jack Holiday, um, Jackson Holiday. Pardon me. I don't know if he goes by Jack, but um, I assume he does. I was going to say, man, y'all like tight. You calling him Jack and stuff? I call him what I feel like. But um, you know what? I do think this, though. And Preston, this is a conversation for you. I know this is a ways down the way. Um, you know, really getting up there at some point and actually having an offense, you know, and when you, when you get drafted, it's like, you know, this is a nice team, but it's going to take some time. And, and it's really been a quick transition with the studs that they're producing uh, through the pipeline right now. How exciting is it for you to really get back on the mound and, and have this offense that, I mean, we know who Preston is late in games. I mean, we're talking about a guy who, hey, we're striking out the side and we're going eight deep. I mean, that's just what it is. So to have an offense that's actually going to be able to replicate that and help you uh, actually get some saves and get some wins in this. I mean, how excited are you for this? I mean, it, it's definitely a confidence booster. I mean, uh, you, any pitcher knows that, you know, you got guys that can put up some runs. And it kind of gives you relief. Um, and that's, you know, one thing that me and Hootie did have in the, the the national championship year, man, we had some guys, that, some dogs at the plate and uh, guys that go out there, they weren't afraid to swing it. And uh, it, it worked out for us, man. So, yeah, going into that, uh, there's some guys on the Orioles that uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be young superstars for sure. And you know they get they just got Adam Frazier, uh, mm -hmm. state boy. So I mean it's it's gonna be a good team. Yeah, um, really see, and you know I'm really confident that they're you know gonna turn the Orioles you know, franchise around. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm ready I'm ready to be up there and you know get the opportunity. And listen, we got we got a serious conversation that we're going to talk about. Um, last time we were on here was a lot more lighter because apparently that I, I am incompetent of understanding the medical diagnoses of the UCL <laughs> and so many other parts of the body. But like I said before this show started, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy the last six months, just waiting to see Preston again. Um, and unfortunately, hearing that news, you know, obviously you undergoing that in Tommy John surgery. What's that been like for you? Obviously, you already knew, you know, what it was and, and the conversations of that. And medicine has gone so far um, with what that is. I mean, guys are coming back better than ever. So what's that transition really been like for you? Um, and where are you really at in the rehab process? Uh, you know, going back to when I tore it, um, it was my first batter, you know, as a pro pitcher. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh it was one of those things, you know, that in the moment I'm like, man, this sucks. Cause I'm like, first of all, embarrassed, you know, coming out of the inning of my first, uh, you know, professional debut. Um, and then, you know, it's kind of sad, you know, you're like, crap, man, this is just, you know, you finally catch a break and then it's just, you know, you, you feel like the whole world comes down on you. Uh, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, after a lot of thinking and a lot of, you know, evaluating, um my life and everything it's it's really been a blessing uh you know if i'd have done it you know months earlier you know at state then you know i probably wouldn't have got drafted or uh could have done it later you know and just kind of just prolonged the inevitable but you know like hoodie said uh with you know getting your body right and you know trying to get that advantage of, you know, losing a little bit of extra pounds. Uh, it's really been a blessing for me because the Orioles kind of did the same thing with me. They were like, you know, we kind of want you to get down a little bit. Uh, so I've lost right. like 18 pounds uh, and I'm, I'm trying to get down like, like 15 to 20 more um, and then put on some muscle. So it's really been a blessing to, you know, stepping into that pro um, arena um, mm -hmm. and really having like almost, year and a half to get my body in the best shape that I can, you know, just to get uh, in the best possibility 
um, of what I can do when I come back. Like you said, if, if you lose eighteen to twenty more, can we call you beef anymore at that point? I don't think so. I'll still, <laughs> I'm right. I'm like right two fifty right now. So based like, based upon the underwear story, I'm gonna call him New York Strip anyway. So let's Jesus, go. Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> hey, you're saying I'm crazy. <laughs> But Preston, I do want to ask you, you know, there's so much that goes into that and, and really just the workout process. And, you know, obviously hey, five to 10 pounds, you'll be all right. Go, go for a jog, man. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. Stop eating, <laughs> do whatever you got to do. But 15 to 20 pounds on top of trying to lose another 15 and 20. Um, obviously, you can't lift the way you want to. What really goes into that? Is it really just diet based and just cardio? Uh, really, it's I'm not even doing any cardio, really, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Most of it's just um, high intensity workouts with like explosive running uh, and diet is definitely the, the biggest key. Like um, I'm losing weight, but I feel I'm stronger right now than I have been mm -hmm. probably my whole life. So it's right. um, I'm feeling really good. So it's just, you know, kind of got to get the arm, you know, going again and see how it feels when it comes back. So, right. Like, we'll see. For someone who has not had a tear in surgery, does Preston have any advice for younger pitchers in terms of shutting it down if they don't feel right and keep pushing through? That's a tough one because, like like I said, uh, I tore it my first batter, uh, right. but I continued to throw uh, like an idiot because, uh, like you said, I, I, I want to compete. And, you know, I was like, this doesn't feel right. I knew in the back of my head, like, Something's wrong, but right. like, how many times, Hootie, have we gone out there and been like, I don't, oh, man. I don't feel right, you know? Well, I mean, well here's the thing, uh, you know, I've learned, and, and Daniel, the host of In Off the Bench, is the one that says this. It's and you know, doctors say this too, so it's not the he's not the one that coined it, but it's not a matter of if anymore; it's a matter of when these days. Yeah. Almost every pitcher, unfortunately, is going to go through it with as much as y'all throw and put in the wear and tear you put on it. But that's to Mike's point about the medical thing. Um, it's advanced so much that it's almost, you know, it sounds terrible to say it's a good thing, but like guys are, coming, guys are coming back strong on the other side. They're eliminating all that scar tissue right. and fixing a lot of problems that you have yeah. in there. Like you said, you just hope the timing is right. Preston, for you, it wasn't, but you was wishing it was earlier. But nonetheless, to your point, um, you're going to come back even stronger with that. Like, where are you at on this timeline of recovery? Uh, so right now I'm about three and a half months out or out of surgery. Um, so I got like a month and a half left until I start throwing. Mm -hmm. uh, but just to clarify, I, I, I was, I was pretty glad that when it happened, uh, Oh dude, you gotta be, you're like, all right, well, not now, on the first, now I'm hitting pitch, not on the first pitch in the minors, bro. Now I'm hitting a hundred. That's what I would think. I'd be like, Oh, we're good. I, I could already see who these I actually, I like actually felt this. him during that. <laughs> I actually felt him during that story when he talked about how he felt silly because I'm anxiety driven. If I would have got hurt on the first pitch, I would feel so embarrassed. Like I wouldn't even know what to do. Like I'd be like, this is my oh, yeah. first pitch. And now I'm walking up, everybody looking at me like, man, this Preston, kid came out here through his first pitch and he's hurt. Preston, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even think we had that conversation last time. You still don't got me beat, brother. I mean, you, you went out like a warrior. You made it to the minors. My first year, senior year, I got a scout looking at me. We will not name the school because obviously they did not offer me anything. Uh, I'm leading off. Everything's sweet. I look at the ump. I go, today's going to be a good day. Boom, 88 straight to the dome. I'm out, knocked clean. I'm damn. First and that's what's wrong with them, boys. Now you know what's wrong with them. <laughs> oh, well, that see, that was concussion four. I think what happened, I started, you know, mm. getting a little crazy was concussion two. That one was a little crazy. That one was like kind of woke up the next week, kind of thing. You know, I kind of was sitting in class one day and was like, hold up, this is life, you know. But you know, <laughs> Preston, back to that original comment, I do really like it. I played high school ball um and juco ball for a little bit with a torn labrum for five years just because i was so afraid um of just not playing of just not playing and i also just tore my achilles about three months ago playing ball uh i'm just on a roll i'm just going for it at this point like when i tell you chicagoans love derrick rose i'm just trying to be him so bad it's not even funny um but in all seriousness you know you make it to the minors you're a national champion. There's there's a sense of security in that. So does that kind of make the anxiety go down that you know that this organization is going to have your back? Because so many kids, you know, they end up getting these injuries, high school, college, because they're trying to make it to the show. 
And, and once you're finally there for that to happen, is it is a little is it a little bit less off your chest right there for for you understanding that they're going to be able to believe in you and actually have your back? I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I'm very pleased with the, the organization that I I'm in right now. Uh, and they, they seem to be really supportive of me, uh, caring. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, like Hootie said, and y'all were talking about the Angels, there's so many guys that are good. There's so many guys that are competing mm-hmm. for that spot that you want. Uh, and you just, there's so many guys that are coming in next year that'll be in the same position as you. So, I mean, it's just like there's constant flow of guys coming in um, and you just kind of got to trust the process, you know, just say, hey, if it's meant to be, it's going to be. Uh, you right. just always work as hard as you can um, and trust that whatever's meant to be is going to fall in place. So, I mean, it's one of those things that it's kind of out of your hands besides, you know, just doing the rehab um, and just putting your all into it. Well, you know, thinking about the timing, walking, walking it back, Preston, you know what? I do agree with you because I started thinking about what Mike said. Um, Cause you look at y'all's teammate Landon Sims, <clears throat> y'all know this. I mean, um, and, and we talked about it with Landon, you know, on the draft board, I mean, he was projected in the middle of the first round. Obviously he didn't drop too far. He went 34th to the Diamondbacks, but he was undoubtedly going to go in the top half of that first round until he got hurt. And so for, for you, Preston, I actually get what you're saying, because had it happened earlier, then you may not be getting drafted in the seventh round. So um, definitely better that it that it happened afterward. And I am going to ask the question before we sign off, Mike, because we asked it yesterday. And, and they're going to be a little biased, but <clears throat> I asked the Tennessee guys, um, you know, yesterday was 45 days from the start of college baseball. The number one, uh, the number worn by one Kevin Cops. All right, yesterday was also Landon Sims' birthday. So I put out there, I was having fun with the poll because me and Randy from In Off the Bench spent the whole 2021 season talking about who is the better closer. Oh. And, so, and so I expect y'all to pick your teammate, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. 2021 season, and, th- and that's the way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase it because obviously Cops won the Golden Spike. All right, I'll start with you, Hootie. I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna give you make you go first. Let, let Preston sit on. Hootie, so, Hootie was not. I, I saw. I know, that's why I did time. that. That's why I did that. I came at him on. Hootie purpose. went like this. He I thought I was coming to Preston. Never looked right ever again. Man, I appreciate hey, y'all having me on. Hey, it's man, it's been a blessing, bro. You're just <laughs> if, on if, right now, if you man. got to attack Landon, it's okay because Cameron and Josh. When I told you, they both want to hit their first home run in the in the bigs against Landon. They said they want to take him as far as possible. So. Um, you know, if you if you got to pick cops, Landon's used to this. He's going to be coming on here soon, and he's going to get you all back. So I know but, he'll give me back, but I ain't even. I'm, I won't even. I'm not even going to test those waters. I just will say that Kevin Cops was one heck of a closer, but I got to give it to Landon Sounds. It's one. It's one performance that it does more. it for me. It's one performance that does it for me, and, and y'all can help me because I was telling Mike the story. Who were y'all facing in the Arlington showdown to start the season where he came and retired 12 straight batters? Texas. Texas. Mm-hmm. I've never seen somebody come out of the bullpen and have such an electron performance. And to do it at Globe Life like that against Texas was just yep. – After that, there was nobody who was going to convince me the rest of the season that Landon wasn't the guy. So, Preston, you're yeah. going to ride with your boy and just keep it simple, keep it clean? Uh, I don't know. It's, that's a tough one, man. It, it really is. Because I, I don't know Kevin – uh, personally, I don't, I don't know, like, you know, what he is, how he is. Uh, but I, you t- you talk about one performance and that was one performance of his that got to me was the last one of the year. NC state. Yeah. Oh man. It, it, it was like, he got my respect. Cause I mean, as, yeah, as time. a fellow, as a fellow bullpen guy, it, to see him out there and to prove that, you know, we can do it too. And, um, to have the performance that he has and to leave it all in the field and to see all the, the Arkansas and the NC state fans posting after the game that, you know, that even an hour and a half after the game, he's still signing autographs after he just got put out. Well, what was amazing was he pitched the day before. It's, it's tough, man. I'm a, I'm a have to give it, I'm going to have to give it to Kevin just because of that. <laughs> I love it. I'm not going to tell Landon, though. He's going to have no, to watch I mean, that. I want to expose you. That's a good, that's a good you. answer, man. They, they both the two best of that year for sure. 
you doubt. know. So yeah, and and that was the thing because what Randy had brought up last night was that Kevin Copps had the lowest ERA and it was sub one. And I said, well, go check the sheet because number two is Landon Sims sub one. So I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, it was one A one B, no matter what way you yeah. chalk it up, they're electrifying. But I'll let I'll let Mike sign off and let you boys get out of here. Without a doubt, really quickly, really quickly, we appreciate both you guys being on here. If you could, Preston, you already know the drill. Plug yourself up on social media or anything you got going on. Hootie, I was going to give you a minute to look that up if you don't have it already. Um, where can everybody find you guys? You want you want to go first, Preston? Or... Yeah, right. Preston, go ahead. Uh, what you want? Which one? Uh, anything you want, bro. Anything you want. You, you know what? You don't even. He don't, he don't even, even need it. Like he don't that. even want it. Get at me love, on Twitter, I, 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 at Harding. Get at me on Instagram. My handle is Hootie underscore 12. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. And I heard uh, Preston and Hootie are both making a Finstagram together about their times as roommates. <laughs> you can find that at Booty Baseball Players. Um, <laughs> that's it's, right. It's be fun. Big Booty. Big booty beef. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting. Yep. Jim, I'll get you, I'll get us out of here. Jim. Don't even worry about it. I'm fired. I'll, you'll never see me again out here. So it's been real. Uh, this is another episode. I'll keep you. I'll keep you around for Drew Gilbert. How about that? Oh, hundred percent. We gotta talk about sticky fingers. Now I'm fired. Um, but. With that being said, this has been Pros and Joes. You can also find these fellas on In Off the Bench Podcast. If you haven't checked out out already, definitely give that a shout. You can find that super easy. It's just like walking outside and looking at the weather. I mean, it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Three beautiful faces. I should be in there as well. We got to talk to Sarah Cross about getting me one of those beautiful pictures. Um, because, I mean, it's it's amazing picture if you ain't seen it. I don't already. know if my wife's talented enough to draw you, bro. I, that's a, man, that's love right there. I clip that, clip that right now. Who's ever editing and producing this? Clip it. Jim Cross showed me love, but <laughs> we will not be having an episode, I believe, next week. But we will have the times and dates ready for you guys as soon as possible. Definitely keep up to date on everything, Jim Cross. Jim, can you let the people know where they can find you on Instagram, really quick? Man, J Cross two one four six. Come on, man! You already know right here. I am the shy dot kid. You can always check us out. We will be having guys like Connor Nolan, Michael Turner, Taylor Broadway, and Doug Nikazi. It's gonna be super exciting. Nikazi, bro. I'm sorry. I but that I, Chicago. I, I say it as I read it, man. Um, but with that being said, I am Mike Hughes. This is Jim Cross. These are the national champions of 2021. Peace. <laughs>